and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Dan, Chris, Sean. We've got some F1 things to talk about again. Yeah. Hooray! Yeah. We've seen cars. Hooray! Well, kind of. We've yes. We've seen what the car, three cars will look like. We've seen colours. Kind of. We've seen last we've, year's cars with this year's aero, with this year's livery on them. We've seen and renderings. At, yes, which, as Sean points out, is just a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, because we can't put the actual car on the website because it'd take ages to download. Uh, and not everyone's got access to a 3D printer. But for those of you who have... <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got one. It's just still in a 104 handy fortnightly parts because ah. I had it all delivered in kit form and never got around to building it. And yet we don't have a Formula One team yet. This is why. <laughs> We've got a Formula One team in kit form. No, we haven't. No, we haven't. No, we really don't. So, we have seen the Haas, Williams and Toro Rosso cars so far. Unimpressed by the Haas livery. Lotus 2. Well, Lotus 3, technically. Yeah. Because the last Lotus was Lotus 2. I think because we knew the rich energy colours were black and gold. We knew it was going to be black and gold, but I think we were expecting it maybe not to look quite that lotusy. them to try and Even do having the gold stripes down the side of the nose yeah, cone and everything, it's, it's like, trying too it, hard did, a bit did here. Did Grosjean just take some when he left Lotus and they're like, oh, he's got that, we'll just use that. I, I think it looks nice and the, the black and gold lotus always did look nice, but it's not inventive. No. no. It's unoriginal. And a bit overdone. Um, Are you talking about the car or the drink? <laughs> the car. I do appreciate that not everyone's had chance to try the drink. Yeah. Um, the day before the livery launch, though, it was really obvious what the colour of the car was going to be because they did a, a press um, press photos with um, Roman Grosjean and K-Mag with their cans of rich energy. In their Where the new hell polo- did they get them from? I don't know. In their new polo <laughs> shirts, which were black with gold writing on. So, um, But Grosjean, of course, couldn't wear his old Lotus one because he's now saying that he's put on too much weight. Yes. Okay, because you're allowed to be heavier this year. Yeah. I've and also- he said he's gone out, the, the, gone out the other side with the weight gain. Was it, he reckons he's put on 10 kilos or something like that. Uh, 20, I think is he said. Is it 20? Mrs. Oh, Grosjean Jesus. must be a good cook. Well, no, Grosjean himself is a good cook, is he not? It's, it's, it's Roman and Marion Grosjean, isn't it? The, they, ha- they, have the they have their own range of cookery books. Mm. <laughs> Next it will be sauces. <laughs> <laughs> they might do sauces with their cooking, I, I don't know. Mm. So do you start with cooking and then move on to sauces? No, I mean, you start with cooking, you do a cookery book, and then, like Lloyd Grossman. Lloyd Gro- he has oh, you mean own... like a range oh, of right. sauces? So, at some point, they're going to be presenting through the keyhole? Yes. Um, that, that, is, that, is that just Grosjean trying to park on your drive, and then the next <laughs> thing you know, he's through the keyhole? <laughs> no, it's Who gr- lives gr- in a house like this? <laughs> Grosjean trying to park on the next door's drive. <laughs> it was Ericsson's door. <laughs> so does Grosjean that- just driving slowly down the road in the wet. <laughs> <laughs> and then accidentally binning it into a wall. <laughs> So, just bringing it back to racing, what happened with Paul Newman's cookery book? Because he went straight on to sauces after racing. Uh, I don't know. He got drunk. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, Haas. Um, Dull. 
I would say, unoriginal, uninspired. I think yeah. a lot of uh, unoriginal, but I. Well, it's obviously I, I like, inspired. Yeah, I like the design, but it's not original. I think a lot of Hass fans are excited by the fact that there's like a classic livery almost on a on a Hass. Like Hass are still the new boys, aren't they? In Formula One, even yeah. though Racing Point are technically the new boys. Um, you know. Hass have brought a lot of American fans along with them. We've got a lot of American listeners to this show as well, and I think um, a lot a lot of the fans of, of Hass Formula One team are really excited by the fact that it's black and gold. It's a it's almost like a little bit of classic Formula One running through, you know, the the the, the new boy team, if you will. Yeah, uh, they'll always be the new boys until another new boy team comes along. <laughs> Racing Point aren't quite the new boys; they're a continuation of somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, they're just they're just a buyout. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously the the comments. I uh, can't remember who. I'm just scrolling back through Twitter after for after the launch. Somebody, uh, John Clark. So much for American pride. So I think John probably wanted it to look a lot more American than it does. Uh, at the other end of the scale, Michael Cohen. It's absolutely gorgeous. I think we can call that mixed opinions. Yeah, those are um, polarizing opinions, aren't they? I mean, yeah. So, um, American Pride. I mean, that's it's still got the stars and stripes on it. It's the grey one that they had on last year's. Yeah, it's you know, Formula One's not about racing for your country as such, though, is it? You yeah, know, well, I think with the no, that was a one Grand Prix, and we were all visiting our aunt that weekend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so with the exception of Force India, I can't think of a, a team that has been all national colours. Scuderia Recent- Italia. I was going to say recently. Marussia? Recently. Uh, the, they were sort of, yeah. yeah, kind of Russian a little bit. BMW-ish, kind of. They weren't. They weren't in the German colours, though, were they? No, true, because Germany's racing colour was blue, I think, wasn't it? I know that was France. Germany's have been uh, silver. Ah, fair enough. US raced in black, which is why this is also um, quite an interesting. Sort of ah, so you could argue so there is a national pride aspect to it. A little bit. US raced in black. France were blue. The Italians always raced in red. Uh, the British raced in green. Um, yeah, they were called, uh, J- Japanese raced in white. I can't remember. There's, there's, there's a few different colours, but we were assigned two nationalities when they were. When it was national. When it was n- when international was, championship. Yeah, when it was a, when it was a, when it was a thing. Mm-hmm. So, what do we reckon? Sort of straw poll around the table. For that? Yeah, for or against. I, I think I'm going to go for a four out of ten. <laughs> I I that's not what you were asking. I didn't but. like the grey. I didn't at all. I thought the, the grey uh, was unimaginative and they were looking for a sponsor. So it's really silly of me to then bemoan the fact that they've got a title sponsor and then be like, ooh, so unoriginal. <laughs> but it just doesn't... It just. Yeah, fine. Have a black and gold car. That's the colours of your sponsor. Yeah, do a bit more with it. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't be do, afraid to do, do something. Do something different. More gold. Yeah, black and gold, not black with gold. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I because think. it it does look like just a straight rip off of the old um, JPS Lotus colours. Yeah. And the Genie Capital Lotus as well, which they yeah. admitted was a tribute. And don't forget, at one point, we nearly had two teams on the grid call Lotus in black and gold cars because pre-caterum, Tony Fernandez was keeping the Lotus name and had the black and gold livery already drawn up. Yeah. Yes, this is back in the day when one of the team owned the rights to the name. 
racing Lo- Lo- name. Yeah, Lo- Lotus Racing, and another had the rights to the Lotus Group name. Team Lotus. Team, one had team. the rights to Team Lotus, and the other one had the rights to Lotus Racing. So you had Lotus Renault and Lotus Renault, but they were two completely different teams. At least they were at different ends of the grid. Uh, yeah, ish, kind of. But it was insane. Yeah. So the next one, uh, Toro Rosso was the first one out this morning. Well, not the it, car, like Sean said, it was the picture. It, the Toro Rosso was the first picture that we saw. I, I don't think there's much to talk about the, livery. The livery either, is, a, is it? it's a throwback to the Toro Rosso of last year, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a tribute. That's, it is. That's, yeah, a, that's a, tri- a good way to put yeah, it. I those think. halcyon days of ninth in the Constructors' Championship. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a great big thank you to Brendan Hartley. So they've, they've done it in Hartley tribute colours. Yeah. Clearly. And, uh, because of his experience in endurance racing. Absolutely. Which is yeah. going, going to increase it now. Is. Yes, it is. He's, he's replaced Jensen Button at SMP. Also, is he a Ferrari development driver now as well? Yes. Yeah. Well, think, yeah, everyone's think, a Ferrari development yeah. driver yes. if you've been sacked by a Formula One team. I'm just, I'm just waiting for him to say that Rob Smedley's now a development driver for him. <laughs> <laughs> the interesting things about the Toro Rosso... Um, the side pods are very high and very narrow, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't. No, high and narrow. Yeah. Uh, shallow. Shallow, yes, that's better. High, high and shallow. And there is a pronounced step, like like a bridge in a nose, um, on the nose cone. It's, um, it's not quite Platypus 2011 Formula One car style when they decided that all cars should have low noses and you had awful things like you know, phallic instruments just added on to the end of nose cones, which just looked terrible. There is a slight step in the nose as it goes. It's not curved like we've seen in recent years. Um, It looks, to me, a a little bit like last year's Red... I'm not being conspiracy man here. A little bit like last year's Red Bull. That's what you want us to think. No, a little bit like last year's Red Bull with a very Ferrari-ish kind of nose cone on it. That's what it looks like to me anyway. Almost as if Kvyat stole the design on the way out with the Ferrari front end. Yeah, it's quite funny, isn't it? Kvyat, <laughs> Kvyat goes to Toro Rosso and ends up being replaced by Brendan Hartley at Ferrari. Because <laughs> <laughs> the last two years, Red Bulls have both had very Mercedes-style noses. Yes, yeah. Especially, was it last year or the year before, the Toro Rosso side-by-side with the Mercedes looked almost the same car. Yeah. Um, Dimensions-wise, anyway. It was very similar. We thought the Toro Rosso was going to be you know, quick off the blocks, and it just wasn't for some reason. I'm, I mean, it was obvious that this year's Toro Rosso was going to go in a different direction because I don't think James Key's had the same input that he's had into the last two years because no one's entirely sure what his employment status is with the team. Does he still have to turn up every day? Is he on garden leave? He's on gardening leave. Has he joined mm. McLaren? Will he join McLaren? He should join McLaren. According to Zach Brown, the last thing I heard was that he was joining McLaren during the 2019 season, but we don't know when. So there's some kind of cool-off period. You would assume. Where you can return your purchase if you're not happy with it from 28 <laughs> days. <laughs> the main worry about the Toro Rosso course is it's just going to be an experimental test bed for Honda again just to make sure that Red Bull get all the quality parts. I hope not. The but... BBC called this car Red Bull inspired. Oh, what? I think the BBC just can't be asked anymore. Red Bull inspired about Formula Well, the one. side pods, as I was saying before, the side pods from this year's Toro Rosso are very much like the side pods on last year's Red Bull. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they've, that, you know, it's a Ferrari sort of look as well. They haven't. 
we're not saying they've been rooting around in Adrian Newey's bin. No. <laughs> Craig Scarborough said that some of the airflow was very Adrian Newey. Well, do you think he might have had a hand in this, or...? I'll, I... I'll just leave these blueprints on the table and I'm going to go for a coffee. Yeah. I suppose at some point he may have taught some people and then people will have learnt his style. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's interesting to see the um, the 2019 front wing. That It's massive, isn't it? It does it, look boxy. It's a fence. It, yeah, do you remember the cars when they were driving around with all the sensor fences on them, you know, mm. testing? Yes. It's yeah, kind it's, of like that. Kind of like the front, that, but they're, the all, they're all actually made of wing elements these days. I quite like the rear wing being a bit bigger. But the front wing, to me, looks too big. <laughs> but we'll get used to them. Oh, of course we will, yeah. It it's looks like, like something you put on the front of a tractor or a combine harvester or something of that nature. It looks like it should be scooping s- things up. a crop, <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, the rear wing changes this year are interesting because obviously they've made the DRS flap wider and the rear struts wider to put the extra rain lights on. Mm. And it's just going to be a case of... It's going to be a development arms race just to see who can make the make the most out of the aero from those first. We're all looking forward, aren't we, to seeing the rain lights actually working? We're sure we'll see them during testing because I want to test them out even if it's not raining. Yeah, although it did snow during last year's testing. That is that is true. I remember all the pictures <laughs> of the snowmen. I think Mercedes were actually going to sign one of them up at one point just in case Bottas didn't work out. <laughs> Probably should have with hindsight, maybe. <laughs> no, Bottas was all right. <laughs> I was, but that's I, was, the I was being was harsh. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, any other thoughts on the 2019 Toro Rosso? Looks like a Toro Rosso. Yeah, the, the pictures look like your bog-standard Toro Rosso car. I think we really can't pass proper judgment on it until next Monday when we get to see it running on a track yeah. for real rather than... Well, even that didn't work out last year, did it? Because it was brilliant in testing and then it got on a racetrack and, and it wasn't. was very average. I think I think the well, how many engines did they use in testing? Well, possibly, yes. Yeah, and yeah. how much bag sanding were Honda doing? Yeah, just for once Honda were actually changing the engine after every session because they wanted to and not because they had to. Mm. But it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see what the representative times are like. We don't get to find anything out until qualifying in Australia. No. Not really. No. Uh, maybe FP3 in Australia. But the... Um, so that was Toro Rosso. And then we saw... Was it Williams that were the next ones to break Williams cover? were the second one of today. Sorry, Rocket Williams. Rocket Williams Racing, which sounds like a Williams-sponsored child's event. So what is Rocket? Have we figured this out yet? Yeah, they are a telecommunications company and they're about to launch a range of mobile phones, including a flip phone. Yeah, but mobile phones which are super affordable, apparently. However, when we picked up some of the recording gear from Lee earlier, who is usually very up on his gadgets and knows this kind of stuff, he can't find any specification for it anywhere. They haven't released them. There was the big mobile, um, well, the big technology exhibition, CES, Mm. a couple of weeks ago, and they launched them there, but they weren't even giving any tech specs away. They're saying that two of the phones will have a 3D screen. So it'll be just like playing on a Nintendo 3DS when you're trying to make a call. That doesn't sell it to me. No. And they're doing... It's... From... It's 
owned by the guy who owns Patron Tequila. Okay. And he does have some motor racing experience experience in there because one of his co-directors is a pay driver in LMP. I think he's retired now, isn't he? This is Ed Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Yeah. He was he was driving one of the Patron cars up to the end of last season. I don't think I don't think he's actually going in it this year. It, um, was Patron, it, it was... Patron um, pulled out when they got taken over by Bacardi a couple of years ago, so they, they don't have um, a team anymore. They were, they were definitely in um, Daytona. It was end of last year, I think it was, they pulled out. Um, I think possibly they still sponsor someone or something, but ah, they don't right. have, a, there isn't a Patron team anymore. But obviously, obviously the, um, the company and uh, the boss there does have sort of a little bit of a grounding in motorsport. Not the only motorsports-related sponsorship they're doing this year, either. No, I Nick was about... Hamilton. Yes, who is racing in British touring cars, mm-hmm. also sponsored by Rocket. Okay. As of today, they announced that, and if you look at the picture of Nick with his is it a Ford Focus that he's in? Those Rocket logos look very slapped on at the very last minute because yeah, they the just car don't, don't quite sit. There's that full delivery. BTCC for Nick Hamilton. Now. Yes, yes, yeah. The car had already been painted up, and it looks like uh, shit. We need some decals. Does look a little bit like shit. We need some decals. Yeah, I've got to be honest. The first one I saw I thought was photoshopped on. Then I saw the angle from the front corner, and it's oh no, they are real. It's just their emergency last minute jobs. So they are getting Rocket are getting very, very involved. It's just they are the second sponsor on the grid without mass availability for their products. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the Williams itself, we got to see the 2019 livery and a 2019 li- team wear. 2019 yes. team wear and a little bit of the 2019 aero, but it was last year's car dressed as this year's car. Yes, as was the case with Haas. Yeah. Um, Nothing wrong with that as such. Especially when they say it's a livery reveal. That's what it was described as? Yeah. Although somebody, now I'm not going to mention any names, (laughs) but has appeared on this podcast quite a lot and isn't on this podcast tonight. Would you say he's appeared on probably more than 100 episodes? I would say somewhere round about, this is is 190, I would Mm. say he's done at least 180 of these podcasts. Right, okay. Um, He said, oh, that looks fast compared to last year's. It is last year's. It was last year's and (laughs) it was not fast. (laughs) Excuse me. But But, yeah, um... It's just, I don't know what I think. I saw um, regular regular listener and contributor Gemma posted on Twitter. The more I look at the Williams, the less I like it. I I will probably grow to like it, but I, yeah. I don't like it. I I actually quite like it as a, uh, as ac- a according a to Carlton. Scheme. They stole their livery from a fishing lure. No, that yeah. does actually look. Yes, it does look like a fishing lure. Quite Which right. I will retweet now. But yeah, I think I think I oh, quite by the time like you're listening to this yesterday. Quite like the Williams livery, I think. I'm not really a you're fan. You're not sold. Not an event. Then, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's kind of like it's like a watered down martini ver- version of their martini. <laughs> watered livery. down martini. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but I mean, the martini livery it was white with the blue and red stripe running through it, the big bold martini logo. This is kind of just like an off-white 
with a sort of milky sort of blue running here through it every now and again. It's kind it of like looks somebody... like a toothpaste. Yes, it oh, does. Yes. A bit of a toothpaste yes, vibe. Dan, it does look like a toothpaste. Aquafresh to the rescue. Yeah, because the, these aren't the Rocket Corporate colours because they are red, white and black. Like Nick Hamilton's Ford Focus. Yes. So, yeah, a little bit confusing as to why it's sort of red, white and blue. Are they going for the British Pride thing? We were talking about National Pride Maybe. before. I could be. But it's not It's not the Union Jack red, white and blue, is no, it? No, there's, there's not a whole lot of red on the car apart from in the Rocket logo. Yeah. It is a toothpaste. Dan, Dan's right. Yeah. Your Williams yeah, is the a Williams tube toothpaste, toothpaste car. Yeah. I mean, it came, it came as a surprise that they have a separate title sponsor because everyone thought it was going to be one of the companies that's putting the money behind Kubica. Yeah. The, because apparently he's bringing in something like $10 million a season with him, which is double what Sorokin was bringing in. $10 million a season? Yeah. I thought. It's a lot of money. Yeah. There's no, nothing compared to what Stroll was bringing in there. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it was, what, 15? He was due to pay, or averaged out at 15 a season. Averaged out at 15 every season. It was, th- was it 45 the first season, 30 the second, and, like, 15 for the remaining seasons of his contract, which he's now cancelled. Yeah. Where's that money going, we ask ourselves? <laughs> yeah, yes, we do, absolutely. But, yeah, it's very hard to, very hard to judge on the Williams because I want, I, want I want to see the car. And launches, Lee said it earlier, and I'm agreeing with him here, launches seem to be getting less and less important, where they're not revealing the car, and they're just having an event for the sponsors with something that looks like the car. Well, do you remember when... With the right colours on. I know, I know. obviously, I, I missed the, the podcast where Alfa Romeo, and it's Alfa Romeo racing now instead of mm-hmm. Sauber, but do you remember when Alfa Romeo were, were announced as the t- title sponsors for... Sauber. They didn't even bother using a recent car. They used a car that was about five or six years old <laughs> and just just put a vinyl a vinyl wrap over it with a livery of. I what think it had a. I think it was that old. It had a platypus nose. Uh, I think it definitely <laughs> had a raised nose. But yeah, it was it was silly. It's just like well, that's that's nothing like what the car's <laughs> going to look like. Why have you done this? This is utterly pointless. It was just a sponsor <clears throat> event. That's all it was. A sponsor event. Stand there with. Um, the two drivers I can't even remember who it was Leclerc and Ericsson <laughs> and uh, you can't remember who it was that no. must be Ericsson's fault yeah it must be Ericsson's fault and I... um, yeah it was just that's that's saddening to uh, just to see and to, you know, to hear when launches aren't a big thing anymore yeah I wonder if one of the issues this year is because the season is a week earlier, so there's less time to be getting a car built up to then pack it down and ship it all over the place. If they're just yeah. they've got a week less to be ready. Part of that, there's part that they don't want to show actual bits of the car. Yeah. And with with so little testing nowadays, they can't put on what they're looking at at the moment because it's going to change, because it's not going to change. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think we've, we've all said before they should do the launch on the day that testing starts. Or as like... Uh, as a big Formula One event. Not yeah, or like an arena event somewhere, you know, in an arena. Um, <laughs> where, you know, the day before testing or the two days before testing... They rev- each team has an hour to reveal its car, and then it moves on. You know, moves on to the next podium. 
do it in the, reverse yeah. order of last year's championship. Yeah. yeah, and then the last one happens at like I don't know eight o'clock at night, something like that. Prime time. Yeah, prime time, and then it's you know well this year it will be Mercedes launching their car at, at you know just gone eight o'clock. Their media thing will finish at nine. Yeah, that whole day event for Formula One would be incredible. I mean, there was, there was there were stories going around that that's what Liberty wanted this year, and the teams vetoed it. Well, this is rubbish because I, I said I, this on our chat group. I'd have a different format. I'd have it done just, just, just before testing, so they all launch the cars, and the event ends with them all driving out onto the track. Yeah, you'd need a track where you could do that as well, unless you just did it in the garage. But then that's less of an event then, I think, for sponsors and things. They yeah, could work ha- it out. You'd have to start quite early in the day, I think, if you wanted to do like a full round of media and then crack on with testing. The problem being, of course, testing starts at 8 o'clock in the morning local time. So... Or have it going on till 8 the day before testing and they all do a lap of the track. Or not 8, but whenever whenever sundown is. Mm. I, th- I think I can see from the team's point of view, they want the maximum amount of coverage possible for their sponsors, which is why you get the you get the reveals staggered. I mean, obviously, it used to be over the space of about 10 days because it was very rare up until last year that there was more than one launch a day. And Mercedes and Ferrari ended up launching on the same day. Yeah, it does A happen. few hours apart, which is why they, you know, Mercedes made a big deal of once we're done here, stick around in the press centre and we'll watch the Ferrari launch. Yeah, have we, have we got... Three on Thursday. Three on Thursday. One tomorrow. Is that Tuesday? Uh, Renault Renault is Tuesday. Yeah. Um, McLaren is Wednesday. McLaren is is Friday. No, McLaren is Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, Day, which is Thursday. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Force India. Racing Point. Thursday. I'm looking at the calendar that's right above your head. Racing Point are on Wednesday. It's it's Wednesday that's the... Is it Wednesday? Wednesday's three, because it's Red Bull, Racing Point, and... Somebody else. Somebody else. Ferrari? Is it Ferrari? Ferrari's Friday, Sauber is, is Red, next Red, Red Monday. Red Bull. Sauber, Sauber, yeah. Mercedes. It's Mercedes. Mercedes are on Wednesday. Is it? Is it testing day next Monday? Yes. And testing starts next Monday. Sauber, Sauber. Sauber are doing their launch in the pit lane. Oh, good Probably God. so that they don't have to get Kimmy to show up to two different things. It would be wonderful if it was if it was Martini coloured Alfa Romeo. That would just be, it'd be so good. <laughs> You're not going to let that one go, are you? No, <laughs> no. That would be it. Would probably be the, my second favourite livery of all time, behind the the ninety two Williams. Ah, now you see, if you're talking about classic liveries of all time. McLaren, all the years at Marlborough, was sponsoring it. Oh, and, and the original JPS Lotus as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not so much of a fan of like the 92 Williams. The car and everything it represents, absolutely yeah. beautiful. But if you look at the design of it, it's a bit of a mishmash. What, you mean the livery design? The, the livery, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, completely, but it's, 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 it's forever my favourite Formula One car because of the, I, I would get up early in the morning to see that car. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> and, and, and when... When we went to the the cinema to watch uh, the Senna movie, was it the, they only showed it? Was it the once here or? I think it. I think it was two days, and we managed to get tickets for the second day. Yeah, yeah. It was obviously it was wonderful seeing you know the the, the whole story of Senna. If and I implore you, if you've not seen the Senna movie, find it and watch it. Where the hell have you been? Exactly, is the other yeah. question. But there, there, there's one particular scene where they pan across the grid 
uh, I think it's possibly ninety one, maybe ninety two, and 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 it, it's there. It's the FW fourteen, and I was like, oh, that for me was the biggest moment of the movie when they panned across from Senna to to Mansell's Williams, and it was just sat there. I was just like, that's the car. <laughs> <laughs> but that, it, yeah. And of course, you have seen one in the flesh now. We are very close to touching it. Yes, I was tempted to touch it, but I didn't. <laughs> Were there people guarding it to stop you from touching it? No. Was it just personal self? No, no one saying, whoa, you can't touch this. No, they, were, they said, please don't touch, I think. There was a sign <laughs> that said, please don't touch. But there was also a 1990 or 89 Ferrari part there as well. So that wasn't interesting, in that. <laughs> not, not bothered. It wasn't no, neither was Mansell. No. It was okay. It was all right. <laughs> Formula One car. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so four down, seven to go. And on the subject of launches, of course, and uh, Racing Point, it looks like they are going to be keeping I, I, the name. Four down, seven to go. Six to go. <laughs> three. Four, three. Three down, three seven down. to go. Yeah. Well, three, yes, three. Yeah, yes. there's ten altogether. We've yes. had three. <laughs> the, We're going to be getting seven more. Yes. The, what was it? The, the, the Racing Point tried to be Lola, tried to be Brabham, weren't allowed to be anything, so our Racing Point. Yeah, it looks like they're going to be keeping the name now. But had they already signed up with sponsors and signed off on a livery design before they were shunned the name? I mean, they're they're announcing their 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 team launch. They're going all like new start, new year, new new. So and something new is happening. And it's in Toronto. Yes, that in itself is a bit quirky. I don't think we've ever had a Formula One car launch in Toronto. I do not have believe we? so. No, it's you, you. It's usually at the factory in the UK. Yeah. Or a, a nearby or circuit. A nearby, or a nearby circuit. However, Lawrence Stroll has probably bought the Space Needle in Toronto. Possibly, yeah. That's yeah. It might be taking so place you're thinking at his of the personal CN Tower. Tower. No, yeah, I, I, reckon, I reckon after buying a Formula <laughs> One team, he can't afford the plane fare to come across and see the car, so they brought it to him. <laughs> yes, because it's cheaper to do that, to, to ship a Formula One car across the Atlantic. I like, think g- it might guys, be. I'm, a, I'm a bit short this month. <laughs> Yeah, he's had to pay Sergio Perez's wages. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking how much he has to pay for Lance's eyebrow treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Teen Wolf strikes again. <laughs> so, yeah, Racing Point we're making out. Oh, it'll be the new name, it'll be the new look, it'll be the new livery. It's going to be Racing Point by all accounts because... Please be sponsored m- by Maple in. Syrup. <laughs> does, does ma- is Maple Syrup a, a sponsoring thing? Is it not just a... Product does it does it have a, a brand? There will budget? be the Canadian Maple Syrup Council are sponsoring <laughs> the car. Ah, could do, could do. Yeah, Team Hortons <laughs> say it every time. <laughs> <laughs> it'll it'll look great when it's doing donuts. <laughs> That's the new extension to the joke. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, it, there are a couple of of, of surprises. Because clearly, they're not going to be pink, are they? I don't think they'll be keeping the BWT sponsorship. No. Because BWT are massively European. If you look at all the teams and athletes they sponsor, they are all based in Europe. They don't have any... Well, Racing Point are based in Europe, but they are a Canadian team. But they are mm-hmm. Racing Point are making out how Canadian they are, which it leads me to think that they're not with BWT anymore. Uh- are they officially a Canadian team now? They're Canadian entry, yeah. So if if Perez wins a race, <laughs> the Canadian national anthem will be played. 
Oh, 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 hang on a second. Didn't think about it. Comparers, please win in the US. <laughs> Mexican anthem Mexican and Canadian, Canadian anthem. is being played in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ESPN will be cutting away to show adverts and stop riots. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Might have to, no, I'm not going to edit that one. So we'll get we'll get to find out the whole uh, the whole ethos behind this new organisation on Wednesday. Yeah, and what livery they're going to be running with? Because it seems to me that if they were if they were going to take the or try and take a historic racing name, that they also may have looked at historic liveries. Now Lola probably didn't have a historic livery as such. Well, the last time Lola were in Formula One, they had that multi- MasterCard. M- yeah. multicoloured yeah. MasterCard. Which is thing. quite famous nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> For all the wrong reasons. Yeah, and the um, but Brabham were traditionally blue and white. Which were the BMW colours. Yeah, um, so I don't know if they might try and uh, might have already tried to tie in with that before they were told they couldn't have the name. So it'd be interesting to see what they come up with. I'm we looking think we have any old predictions? Lola was blue as well, wasn't it? I can't remember to be perfectly honest. Yeah, any any guesses what we think it might be? I th- I think we're going to go for a complete Canadian overdose. I think it's going to it's going to be red, red and white. Red and white. Um, that that would be unsurprising, but um, with a hint of the colours of the flag of Quebec, just to make the Quebecois happy. So or bomb or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, the main thing I'm concerned about about Racing Point this year is are they going to carry on the development of the car and will they be fighting for fourth place, which they would have been this year without the whole financial shenanigans. I mean, they should certainly have the budget to be able to develop a car. Yeah. There's not been any major changes of staff. They're taking on new people. They've now got better access to better facilities for testing, development and manufacturing. The the consortium are willing to cushion that financial loss from the points taken and... You know, not having fourth. Yeah. Finish, where do they finish? Eighth. Eighth in, eighth in the end. Yeah. Uh, the consortium, the Stroll consortium are, are okay with cushioning that financial loss. Um, so, so good luck to them. I hope it works out well. I'm, I think their livery will be dictated by their sponsors. I just don't know. I have no idea what their sponsors are going to be. I am, of course, joking when I say maple syrup. But bearing, mm-hmm. it, bearing in mind the it number of be companies funny, that Lauren Stroll has got a major shareholding in it's tommy hilfiger are yeah they, are they, could they could end up just being like a hilfiger f1 team as we've discussed in the past mm, teamy hilfiger yeah which would be a majority red and white with a bit of blue yeah it would be which would fit in with the canadian type thing mm. a little bit yes that kind of works now then today we saw the return of british american tobacco to the f1 grid Somewhat controversially, but not advertising mixed. tobacco. A no, mixed, mixed response as the, well. This yes. is this is for McLaren. Yes, they are advertising a better tomorrow. <laughs> but not just that. McLaren added another sponsor earlier on in, in well, early last, late last week, earlier this week, whichever way you want to say it. Recently, recently, <laughs> in the last few days, Husky chocolate drink. It's a Swedish chocolate drink. The colours are red and white. British American tobacco, generally speaking, 
Run with the colours red and white. Depending on which brand they're pushing at the time. Yeah. Anyone see Will Buxton's tweet about that this afternoon? I did, yes. I saw it when you retweeted (laughs) it. Um, Yeah, there there, there was a... We often... Now, now the man with the biggest man crush on Carlos Sainz is not with us tonight. Now, we we often say how... What a a great photo Carlos Sainz takes. I will uh, see if I can send you the picture of Carlos Sainz with his husky hot chocolate. It looks like... It looks like a film poster. Oh dear! God. Yeah, it really does. But the um, the interesting thing is that all of McLaren's announced sponsors appear to have colours that are going to clash with their papaya and blue. But we do seem to think they're sticking with the papaya. We do they, seem to think because they're pushing it. Yeah, in, in, in I think so. Yeah, they've got um, Petrobras on on board as well, haven't they? For um, for the season, but the, the the logo was black. It was on the car last year. Yeah, but it's going to be a little bit more prominent, I think, this year. It's yeah, but it's like with the Coca Cola sponsorship that was just Coca Cola in white, where their colours are normally red and white. Yeah, but again, it's Coca Cola red and white. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sensing a little bit of a theme it, here. It does seem like they're trying to advertise some things without actually advertising them. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm just having a look through Carlos Sainz's Instagram. But with, but with the British American tobacco sponsorship, that, that isn't for tobacco because you can't put tobacco on a Formula One car anymore. And you've not been able to since the end of the 2006 season. This is for technological synergy and enhancements. So do we know what that actually uh, it's means? Yeah, a, a, a potentially less harmful tobacco That's substitutes or something like that. Sinister looking. Carlos Sainz. Sorry, I didn't catch that. I was vaping. <laughs> oh, really? The, really the, took too big a drag on that. <laughs> oh, that is. Carlos Sainz wants you to jump into that photograph with him and enjoy that hot chocolate with him. Oh, dear. <laughs> yes. But well, look, their colours are red and white. Husky chocolate. We need one of those enhanced podcasts that used to bring up images mid conversation but i really can't be bothered editing that in because it takes separate software google it people google it google it that'll do h-u-s-k-i husky yeah swedish apparently so yes b-a-t have done a philip morris with their mission win now which is a better tomorrow which ironically is what mclaren have been promising us since they took the honda engines on yes now this hasn't been without controversy but i i don't see why people are kicking off about this because nobody got narky when ferrari launched the mission win now at the end of last year and isn't it winnow <laughs> it might be winnow yeah the kimmy poetry book yeah which we will reveal the winner of our competition for next week because we're still deciding but philip morris have constantly sponsored ferrari since I want to say 96? Earlier than that. I think it's been less obvious of late, hasn't the it? The 93 yeah. Ferrari was the last one before a couple of years ago. They had the white stripe that had Marlborough mm. written along it. I um, think they, were, they became title sponsors in about 96, I think. Yeah, okay. But yeah, definitely, there's definitely been Marlborough or a Philip Morris on on the Ferraris, even go back into the eighties, I want to say, because mm. where Prost and, and and Mansell had their names on the car, their names were underneath the Marlborough arch. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm 
I'm a fervent non-smoker these days, and I switched to vaping a few years ago. And this is this is what appears to be being promoted. Now, there's no restrictions, or next to no restrictions, on advertising vaping products. Yeah. Alternative tobacco products, I yes. think they're calling it. Because now they're moving away from vape and going into heated tobacco, where you don't burn it and inhale the toxic fumes. I've no idea how this works. Neither do I. No, this is a new one on me. This also confuses me greatly. Yeah. Um, when are McLaren launching? Are they their Valentine's they Day? They are yes. the only team that are launching on Valentine's Day. Again, they, val- they made a big, big play of it and it encouraged poetry on our Twitter feed, which some people didn't like. But all of their... <laughs> no, they didn't. All of their uh, Instagram Sorry. posts and their Instagram stories are papaya. You know, It seems like they're still pushing the papaya thing. But everything that's going on, the car is red and white. And I'm going to go back to what I said about Williams. Let's just have a decent car out of them. Yeah. It don't, yeah, liveries don't matter. I don't care if they, if they do a full-on retro. Senna. You don't care if you livery or die. Yes, exactly. You know, if they go full-on Senna livery and, you know, put the old McLaren logo on it, and that, that's their only sponsor throughout the entire season. I don't care. As long as it's fast. <laughs> but I've got a theory how this came about. Go. Right. Sean <laughs> will back me up on this one. Because, I might, but because yeah. you saw the documentary at the same <laughs> That's time. That's a brave thing to say. Sean <laughs> will back Sean, me up Sean on this will one. agree with some I, of the I think I know this. where this yeah. is going, and to be fair, I probably will. But Now, has anyone seen this? Is a, this I'm asking the listeners because I know you two haven't seen it, but me and Sean have. A documentary on Netflix that came out last week called Gentleman Drivers. Nay. It's about the multimillionaires that have been racing in various endurance series for the last few years. Uh, people like Mark Webber. No, no, the non-professional ones. The ones that have the bronze and the silver licenses in. Uh, oh, the, the, the Max Chilton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the people with the money who don't quite make it to Formula One. Um, no, no, the. Chief the executives of multi-million-dollar corporations that get to 40 and have their midlife crisis on a racetrack. Got People it. like Paul Dallalana, who you often see during the WEC season. Yeah, teammate of um, Matthias Lauder, I think, at the moment, isn't yes. he? And, and someone else whose name eludes me. Um, but always kind of there or thereabouts in the GTM. Yeah. Um, and in, in some cases, up as high as LMP2s. Yep. Yeah. Um, Ricardo Gonzalez, who was with Bruno Senna and um, Felipe Albuquerque a yeah. couple of years ago. It's a wonderful name. Felipe Albuquerque. Yeah. <laughs> now, one of one of these drivers, whose name I've forgotten because I should have written it down, yes. owns the largest e-liquid manufacturers in the US and I think provides British American tobacco with the e-liquid products for their e-cigarettes. And he also drives for United Autosports. Zach Brown's Which team. is owned by Zach Brown. So I think there's some kind there's of connection there, there and there's a tie-in and that is how this one's come about. Because BAT have looked at it and gone, we can get, pro- get products back on the Formula One grid by yeah. using our connections. Because don't forget, BAT were responsible for BAR, British American Racing. Yes. Which became Honda, which became Braun, which, which became Lee Loves. Yes, which, which became, became Mercedes. Mercedes. Uh, th- th- this chappy's name, by the way, uh, Michael Gouache. Gouache. I can't. I, yes. can, I can't quite remember how we said that. There's Gouache. a U. There's a U followed by an A, which is. It sounds is... like somebody's just dropped a bucket of water. Gouache. <laughs> 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 Michael. Michael My- slapstick. Yeah. Yes. 
So, yes, he owns the uh, largest producer of e-liquid in the US. Okay. Which I just think there's some kind of tie in there. And I think this has all come about through the United Autosports connection, which worries me for McLaren. Because they are the kind of operation that really does need somebody full-time in charge, especially the way that things have been over the last few years with them. Because they've just been in absolute carnage. It's been, an, it's been a disaster. You can't deny that. They, they're, they're in trouble of Ferrariing themselves, aren't they? Yeah. You know, like early 90s Ferrariing themselves. Yeah, really, you know, shooting themselves in the wrong foot, not even the one that they were aiming for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if you've got someone like Zach Brown who, let's, let's face it, hasn't exactly backed up his statements... I'm going to find a title sponsor for this team. Well, that was his main job when he first came in. Still doesn't have one. Not since Vodafone have they had a title sponsor, have they? No. Vodafone, McLaren, Mercedes? Not since Vodafone left and... Oh, went to Ferrari, just like Philip Morris did. Yeah. The performance is going to get better. No. It hasn't. We've got the best chassis. It's the engine that's the problem. No, it's too draggy. Yeah. Three ye- three years of bad chassis continue after they get a new engine. Um, it just... I mean, McLaren have got an amazing heritage. I've always supported McLaren since before I used to watch Formula One because I was six when James Hunt won the World Championship. Yeah. And he did a TV advert with Morecambe and Wise, who were the funniest comedians ever. At the time. Still holds up. <laughs> no, yeah. Still, yeah, hold, still no, holds they, up. They, they still do some very good stuff, yeah. Well, no. They, they did do. some very they, good they, stuff. <laughs> you still see some very good stuff by them, is what I meant to say. Their stuff is still good. It hasn't yes. aged as badly as other comedians from the same period of time. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's putting it lightly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's still funny now, 40 years on. Yes. We'll go for that one. So, I became a McLaren fan just because James Hunt was a world champion and the third member of Morecambe and Wise. And that stuck with me since I was six. That's 43 years ago. And I'm gutted to see the state that McLaren are in. And if they've got somebody who is on paper running the whole operation on the racing side, but he's not even doing it full time. It's only going to get worse as well, surely, because United Autosports have a full-time World Endurance Championship entry for whatever the hell they're calling the next season. um, 19 to 20. Yeah. It is now split over two years, but it's not going to be an 18-month-long super season anymore. Yes. So, what the hell's going on? Could Zach Brown's days finally be numbered at McLaren? Yeah, but who's going to take over for him? That's the thing. But that was what everyone said when Ron Dennis left. Who's gonna, who can they get to take over from they've Ron got, if they kick got, him out? They've got Bob Fernley now, haven't they? That's a Run, good within, point. Within the McLaren family. Running the IndyCar side. I don't think it would be a bad thing if Bob Fernley ended up head of racing. No, not at all. Bob Fernley is a wise head and managed to keep mm. Force India above, you know, above water when Vijay Malia was doing his best to make Living sure... Living in a secret underwater bunker. Yeah, but Vijay <laughs> Malia was doing his best to make sure that the authorities could not extradite him for all of his non-committed crimes. Um, 
We can go for alleged accusations. Yes. Well, no, I, I did see him being being escorted away on the news whilst I was whilst I was away mm. recently, mm. and but I didn't have the sound on, so I couldn't see, I couldn't hear what was going on. And just thought, that man is VJ Malian. This is BBC News. This looks important. <laughs> but I think McLaren they've had a clear out over the last year. Obviously, Ulier's gone. Well, that's a couple of years now, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Gilles de Ferran's in, Bob Fernley's in running the IndyCar side of things. James Key may be in at James, some point. <laughs> James Key will be arriving, yeah, your guess is as good as anyone's. I think that clear-out needs to go higher. I think I'm now firmly in the, Zach Brown has failed, get rid of him. Brown out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what they call a short-term power cut in New York. <laughs> <laughs> because apparently it's very scary. Right. Out. <laughs> anyway, that's 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 my rant over. If you agree with Paul, hashtag brown out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Twitter's gonna be interesting for the next few days. <laughs> Shall we move on from there? I'll get off I'll get off my soapbox. You'll need one after the brown out. <laughs> Spending some of that Patreon money on a box of soap. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, where are we? New contract for Baku. Tuesday news last week. Yeah, Tuesday, like the crack of dawn. It was, It was. I think, before I was awake properly. The podcast was already out of date. So we're not sure about Britain, mm-hmm. Italy, yep. Germany. Yep. yep. Spain, Mexico, and Mexico. All these places that they said they wanted to hold on to because they were staples of Formula One. Solid, big fan base, good races. But Baku's confirmed. I mean, Baku is a laugh a minute, to be fair to it. It has been an entertaining race. But is it, am I I wrong in thinking that it's poorly attended at trackside? Yeah. Possibly. Well, we've never really noticed a massive crowd there i don't know i um, haven't some of those people might just be posters of people yeah like the posters of buildings yeah. in front of the rundown <laughs> buildings that that was genius when they when they when they had the yeah they, they pinned pin them up didn't they yeah on i've got to admit in on like on tv you looked it looked okay i wouldn't have but known baku if looks i had like nice seen, place. seen the pictures <laughs> and then you go to baku when it's not a race on you think baku's oh. a terrible place <laughs> <laughs> And apparently more people watched the race from hotel rooms that were overlooking the course than did in the grandstands. That's why it's poorly attended, because there are so many... It's like the TT, Wait. there's so many places you can watch for free. I mean, Which that's... means they might not sell many tickets, but the race itself isn't poorly attended. Yeah, it's good yeah. for the city of Baku. There's and I'm sure Monaco's the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're practically in somebody's living room there. Just, yeah. You know, every inch of the track. But yeah, Baku's on the calendar until 2023, so we have five more episodes of Wacky Races to go. <laughs> well, yeah, it, there hasn't been a normal Baku Grand Prix yet, has there? The first one was a bit drab. Um, the F2 one the first year was brilliant, though. The so. F2 race was great. The uh, the F1, I'd like to tell you which button to press, but I'm not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> it's always been you know, what was eventful. It? I've, got, yeah. I've got 99 buttons, but that switch ain't one. Yeah. That's what we called the podcast. We did. Yeah, Yeah, I'm still proud of that one. I don't get out much. So, yeah, they need to do something about the five core historic races that they're desperate to keep on the calendar. But the the thing is, the Formula One Promoters Association, FOPA, 
Um, <laughs> they released a statement saying that they were massively critical over the way that Liberty were doing their job. The day before, they were scheduled to have a meeting with Chase Carey about exactly that. Is Bernie Eccleston the head of FOPPA? Well, it represents 16 of the circuits, but it's not... The five that it doesn't represent aren't the five that are in, okay. that are in danger. Because Silverstone is looking more and more likely to not hold a Formula One race, isn't it, as, as time goes on? It's looking like that at the minute. They are resurfacing Silverstone. Yeah, uh, they're resur- this month, I believe. Resurfacing. Again, uh, this is because of the the bikes is the issue. Because the Moto Moto GP got cancelled because the track wouldn't drain. And then a couple of weeks later, British Superbikes had to use a different configuration of the track. To was take it they out. used the Indy Circuit? Because half of the I half want, of the track. Was... I want to say they used something called the National Circuit. Oh, that, that I, was I it. could be. I, I'm no, no, no. Incorrect. You are. You are the you National are Circuit, I think, gets rid of most of the circuit. Mm. Just uses the new part, the hangar straight, and then back down to the starting. It's Brand Hatch that's got the Indy circuit. Yeah. But I don't know if Bernie Eccleston is connected to Fopper, but he is the promoter of the Brazilian Grand Prix. And one other, I can't remember which other race he promotes. There is another race that he is the oh, promoter of. Oh, it's France because he owns the circuit. That's correct. Oh, of course yep. it's... The French Grand Prix. Yeah. yeah. Buy now, a road, Bernie. Get a road. To France. You know, they are, well, they have really solid contracts and long term and probably don't pay as much as the other races. Yeah. Because they were contracts that that were arranged pre-Liberty. Yeah. But... Are are Liberty charging too much? I think they're they're too hard-nosed in the wrong places. They need to be more harder, harder with the teams... Telling them this is what's happening because we run the show. You just need to race, and they need to. Yeah, it's important to 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 grow the sport and and things like that. Take it to places that maybe Formula One or other global sports don't go so often. But yeah, okay, a couple of races in America, fine, no problem. You know that that's probably a good idea to grow the sport in in the US a bit, get a little bit of extra revenue in. But at the expense of what? At the expense of the, the the British Grand Prix at the expense of the you know German Grand Prix, Spa, Italy, come on, what just so you can watch them race around Detroit, Phoenix, Arizona again, awful circuit, yeah. two massive up and down straights on that long bridge in Miami that looks like it's going to be a nightmare if anyone crashes or breaks down on there because there's nowhere to put a crane, <laughs> unless it's on a boat. I never thought of that. Yeah. But, but that will be quite a long way below yeah, the Yeah, can you imagine trying yeah. to crane a F1 car onto a boat? It'll have to be a helicopter. Imagine, imagine if they dropped the car. Like, can you imagine how much suing would happen? Well, they did. They, um, it happened in Monaco in a class, um, classic race a few oh, years back. I one that got yeah. dropped, yeah. Yeah, I think it was, it was an old McLaren, wasn't it? And it got dropped 30 feet from a crane. Ooh. And it wasn't. It wasn't one of those that it'll buff out. We are talking NASCAR levels of damage. Oops. Talking of which, what saw the uh, NASCAR highlight from last night where somebody went to try and take the lead. And T-boned everyone else. Yes, got it wrong and only four cars were uh, still running at the end of it. In fairness, I want to say the one that was trying to take the lead actually got the lead. 
no, no, but no. It was everyone. The one who was trying to take the lead spun out. Ah. He was trying to retake the lead because oh, he'd I been see. on the lead on the previous lap. So he won. Okay. Yeah, wiped the entire field out and still got the win. <laughs> it's one way to do it. Yeah. It's the Maldonado tactic. <laughs> Nick Hamilton, take note. <laughs> it's what Ocon was hoping for. <laughs> Which I've also got written down on here. Max's community service. Ah, yes. Uh, he's now finished his two days. The first one, of course, being at the Formula E race where he sat with the stewards and said, crikey, they do, they do a lot. And his second day was at the FIA's International Stewards, I think it was Convention in Geneva. So basically, they've, 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 they've realised that Verstappen occasionally is not the nicest person about the stewards, so they've sent him to sit with them for a couple of days. Yes. <laughs> Which... Is reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Because you don't always appreciate what other people mm-hmm. do and, and what sort of things they have to put up with and the sort of decisions they have to make. And Do I get out of the way or do I let him hit me? Well, I mean, there's, you know, there's 18 and 19 other drivers that think that, so what's it like for the stewards? Mm. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, watching the replays, you've got to try and think like a driver, which is why they have the driver representative there, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Know? You know, if, you, if you're the defensive driver, you're going to be thinking this, but if you're the the attacking driver, this is what you're going to be thinking. Small tree, usually. Yeah, <laughs> small tree. Bonsai. Come on, Lee. <laughs> Banzai, maybe, but bonsai. <laughs> do we think it's actually going to do Max any good? I hope it does. But I hope it doesn't sort of take the Maxness out of his driving style. He's got a new helmet. Yes. It's whiter than the last one and has a Honda logo on it. Wow. Yeah. They've, they've, <laughs> they've launched some new team kit today and he's got a, like an orange collection for I Austria, presumably. I, I did make a joke on Twitter about the new Red Bull team gear. It's all brand new and no tags. Ah, very good. I'll put the tumbleweed noise in later. Yeah. Do you think Red Bull are going to go any different with their... I'm Design put, livery. Oh, the, you know I'm putting my do? bold prediction hat on, and I'm going to say it's going to be dark blue. I, it, they'll do something interesting and way more attractive than usual for launch, and everyone will go, "Oh my god, it looks amazing!" And then they'll turn up to testing with the same corporate thing they have every year. The matte Red Bull livery that they've had over the last few years still, still quite still looks yeah. good, doesn't it? Yeah. So but I, not as good as the camo that they had one year at testing. No, the black and, and the, white camo. The all blue that they had for their launch last year. Yeah, the all blue was quite cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always when they do a special livery, it's always better than the actual livery. Mm. Then of course there was David Coulthard's last race for them, where he ran in the, what the, was wings, it, the, for the wing, wings for Life Foundation one. Turn one, lap one. Yeah. yeah. Didn't quite go so well. Well, I think he might have made a turn two, but backwards. Yeah, <laughs> because it was backwards with three not, wheels. Not under his own, uh, his own. <laughs> yeah. And also, the rumours about the Dutch Grand Prix getting ever closer. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's back in the news, isn't it's it? It's resurfaced again. The FIA, is it? Um, Charlie Whiting has actually had a look at it and said it's, it's completely viable. Mm-hmm. This was months ago, wasn't it? He looked yeah, at it and yeah. Went and had months ago, I think months ago it was. It's not going to take too much work to get it up to Formula One standard. Yeah, because Zandvoort has been 
it sort of fell into a little bit of disrepair. It was still being used for lower classes of racing. You still do track days at Zandvoort. Yeah. Um, I think Formula Renault Euro Cup still races there and right. uh, German F3. Mm-hmm. German but, F3 races at Zandvoort. British F3 races at Spa. Yeah, most, most of the F3s have one or maybe two in some cases international. DTM event. was racing at the Hungaro Ring. They, they, they do go. they do a British round, I think, as well, don't they, DTM? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they've well, they ha- they done. Pretty sure they've raced at Silverstone. But, uh, yeah, it would be good to see that one back on the calendar because, oh, hang on, it's a historic European race and it's not on a street circuit, right? It's not, it doesn't stand a chance. It'd be well attended, though. Yeah, it will pay for itself in attendance the and only, merch. The only thing is you might find that Spa suffers because of it. And I don't know if I'm okay with that. I don't, I don't think it will. I think it depends where it is in the calendar. If, it, if there's a little bit of a gap between them, you'll be okay, I think. If you have them next to each other, people might have to pick one or the other. I don't think Spa will suffer just because of the Max effect. Because the loyal Max Verstappen fans appear to follow him worldwide. Because every race now, there is a hell of a lot of orange in the crowd. And there's, there's a definite Dutch section. You know, at Spa, there was the, there was the entire Dutch campsite and stand. Yeah. We had, a, uh, had the... a couple of listeners from Holland sending, sending us pictures. And it was just they'd taken Holland and transplanted it into the middle of Spa. And if you think about things like World World Superbikes when Carl Fogarty was winning it. Yeah. If I remember right, there was rounds of that at Brands and at Silverstone. Or was it Brands and Donington? Uh, Brands and Donington. I don't think they did Silverstone by then. And those were both getting record attendances. Yeah. I think they were Britain's biggest ever audience for a sporting event. Oh, were the they? Wow, yeah. okay, yeah. It was, it was about a quarter of a million people at Donington. Brilliant. That's kind of what you want, though, isn't yeah. it? it? MotoGP has four rounds in Spain because all the big riders are Spanish and it pulls the crowd in. Yeah, yeah they used to have so three in Italy. They've still got two, I think. Two. So, yeah, I think, I think that Zandvoort could flourish and not take it away from, uh, from Spa or probably any other European race. I just... I just I don't want to lose if if the core events start going if for you know for for I, I think the only sensible thing they can do to keep the European races and expand at the same time is switch them to biannual so one year you've got Spa one year you've got Silverstone something like that I think like that they would... were doing with Hockenheim and Nürburgring yeah. until. I think that could work well, quite well for some of the, yeah. the, the newer races, and particularly when they talk about doing lots of city races, because you might not want to shut down your city every year. So I think that could work for, for some races. And the street circuits just aren't as good. I don't want a street... Part. If I want to see street races, I watch Formula E, because Formula E, the racing's got better to a point where the, you know, it's, it, it's a good street race. If I want to watch a good street race, I watch Formula E. Formula One's not about that. Formula One's about racing on the best circuit, the best challenge for drivers. Not, oh, let's watch it because it's in the middle of this glamorous city. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. You know, you, you watch Formula E and a lot of the races are built round landmarks when they had the Paris race. You know, every, every other corner you could, uh, you could see the Arc de Triomphe. Yeah. And it gave it, it gave it more of an identity of, oh, that's a Paris race. Whereas, yeah, with Formula One, 
a Formula One car at its best should be going that fast that if the cameras are keeping up with it, you shouldn't actually notice what scenery is behind it. I agree with you there. And it's yeah. only it's only the the long shots of iconic corners and the hats they get at the end of the race. <laughs> Bring those back. Novelty hats. Yeah. Any new races on the calendar need a national hat. Yeah. The Mexican, the Mexican race needs needs to bring back its sombreros. Yeah, the, 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 the furry Os- Russian ones. Yeah, the US the with the cowboy ones. hats. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all, all the hats for Silverstone. Yeah, yeah. Why not? It's, it, it would be. There's nothing. I don't think there's anything wrong personally with, with adding like, a little bit of personality for each race. Beret for France. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Not not that um, you need to quite go to the lengths of. You remember when they did all the 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 intros for the US GP? Yeah, that was. Michael Buffer intros. That was that was a, it was it was. I thought it was good that they tried it. Yeah, I think yeah. I think and it was I think good, it that, was good it. that it didn't happen last year as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think it was a case of okay, you're an American owned American owned sport now. This is your first home race. We'll let you off with this one. Fuck yeah. <laughs> now I've got to find out if I'm allowed to say fuck yeah. I got, I got my yeehaw got approved the other week. So <laughs> oh, I'd forgotten about the yeehaw. Yeah, it, it was allowable. It was allowable. Yeah, um, an American has told me that Yeehaw was fully endorsed. That's, that's This Yeehaw was fully endorsed by... Michael Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> A proud Georgian. Yes, he is. So, yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to think I'm of worried. what an Azuri national hat would look like for Azerbaijan. They're big into the carpet, aren't they? Yeah, so it'd be something they'd have to be, it'd have, and they all seem to wear on a headgear on the sort of. Wouldn't be like really pointy and tall. You have to be really careful, wouldn't you, with how it looked? Yeah, I could, yeah. I could, I could see, I could see difficulties. Yeah. So yeah, bring back, bring back the national hats. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, but also keep the good races. They're like the core races. Yeah. Oh, I've just googled Aziri national hat, and the first result that came up is astonishing. That is a cushion. It does look like a cushion. <laughs> Oh, hell, yes. <laughs> it looks a bit like a sort of more ornate version of the Russian hat. My grandma had some like that, and they clashed with the wallpaper. Sort of flock clothing. Um, I think that is all the sort of newsy bits that we've got at the moment. Is that Are we maximum newsed? We are, we are newsed out. Obviously, there will be more next Monday, because we'll have had the first day of testing by then. And all the cars. And all the cars. We will know at least what they look like. Whether or not they go out on track and do anything is. <laughs> whether the McLaren breaks within five minutes again. Are we going to make our predictions now for the uh, for the first driver to bin it in testing? Ooh, ooh because exciting. by the time we record this time next week, we will. We've got a testing lineup yet? No. I don't believe. No, they haven't, they haven't announced who's doing Which what sessions yet. Which makes it difficult yet. to predict who's going to be first off. First driver to bin it. I mean, I want to say if it snows again, they might not even go out. I suspect it won't snow again. I think that was a freak event. Oh, I miss Alonso already. Because <laughs> he went out when it snowed. <laughs> he did took his McLaren out when it snowed. I think... He did, I th- he did, he did a time lapse or something ridiculous, like 2 <laughs> minutes, 39 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly claim Grosjean before anyone else picks the, the obvious answer. Mm, yeah, it would be... Uh, <laughs> Assuming that... he is in it day one and not Magnussen. Yeah. I am going to say Alexander Alban. I'm going to say Lance Stroll. He was the first last year. Yeah. Dan? Yeah, I I was leaning towards Stroll and that that was cuz I think he wants to he'll want to prove himself and he'll be pushing just 
Look at me, Dad. Look what I can do. <laughs> and I think he it, will be the one. It won't in be the Dad. Car. It will be. I deserve to be in this yeah, team. Look Everyone, at me. I can race alongside Perez. But yeah. yeah, I think because of that, he will be the first one in the car. But look at me, Claire. This is what I can do in a good car. But but everyone's gonna say Stroll, apart from the people who didn't. <laughs> but, so. Um, Lando. Oh. Did you see the video of him trying to do iRacing with 100% force feedback that he put on his Twitch stream last week? No. Ended up on YouTube. Have a look for it. It's very, very hard to describe. And it. I've never heard anyone's voice go that Dalek-y while they're not being electrocuted. <laughs> Excellent. I'll... Stick it on after we finish recording, and yeah. I'll try and find a link and share it. But yeah, it was one of the funniest things I've heard. Not actual news, but Lando and Max are teammates for the iRacing Bathurst 12 Hours. Oh, they ah. have been sharing lots of their iRacing videos where they're racing against each other. iRacing against each other. iRacing against <laughs> each other. It, that's one of those games where I've got the I've got the PC that will run it because you need a surprisingly not massive computer to do it. Bathurst 12 hours? Any of the iRacing stuff. Oh, okay. Um, iRacing, the system specs on it are remarkably low. But I really don't fancy trying it because I know I'll be terrible. <laughs> we want a nice private one where the rest of the world can't see us, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. We yeah. want our own simulator. Much like Lance Stroll. Anyway, no, he's got a team that's a simulator. <laughs> well, they're assimilated <laughs> to him. They are the Borg. Yes. Yeah, his personal simulator will be the team simulator, presumably. Shall we total shunt it? Why let's, not? Let's. let's do that. Right, and this week's total shunt is from me, Paul, because I've run out of all the ones that people had sent me, and I didn't want to ask Lee for for one this week because it, I know for a fact he would have sent over something either unpronounceable or impossible. I'm afraid you have a lot of Bruno so, hair. So I do. I'm <laughs> caked in Bruno hairs. It's fine. I have uh, I have researched this one. All questions correct at time of going to press. Okay. I mean, you only wrote this at about half six, so it should. So it's, it's <laughs> fairly recent. I can't. I don't think anything's changed since then because I, I know I know how things usually happen. That's, yeah. Well, it was three and a half hours ago now. This might a be... A lot can happen. Yes. I, do, I don't think it has. The first one's definitely right, because that won't change. Because I was born... See, I'm doing it properly. Yes. I was born in 1975. Okay. 44 this year. Yes. I studied law at university before I joined the army. Ooh. Oh, somebody who joined the army. I, I only know of one driver who studied law, but he'd be older. Who's that? Carlos Sainz Senior. Yeah, he's a lot older he's, than... He is 56. Yeah. But joining the army either could, could be someone who's done national service. Yes. Like you're forced to in... In Germany, Finland, yeah. 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 Third clue? Remember Kimi was doing his national service whilst he was Formula One driver. Yeah. Yes, he, he did... Did he do something to do with planes? Did he do some kind of like airplane th- maintenance I on his? I don't know like what that? it was, but I, uh, uh, there is that famous story or infamous story where he um, was being chased by a guard and he scaled... Whilst he was a Formula One driver, 
scaled the fence, got back into bed covered in grass and smelling of vodka, uh, <laughs> and, and claimed it wasn't him that the guard was chasing. <laughs> Spearmint vodka? Yeah. <laughs> Third clue, and I'm going to need a guess after no. this one. I first raced in 1994, and the following year drove a Stewart car. Stuart car would, would would not be Jackie Stewart's teams. I think they didn't come in till ninety six, ninety seven. So we're looking at a Paul Stewart car, right? Possibly, like Stuart Haas, maybe. So that could be. Pretty sure, pretty sure Jackie Stewart's team was later. I think their first year was ninety six. Possibly even 97. I think you'd probably be right. So we're looking at somebody who's maybe doing... Maybe not Formula One, then. Maybe IndyCar. Which would suggest possibly American. National Service. Well, not necessarily National Service, but joining the Army. Studying law seems to be something that would... In case this racing thing doesn't work out, you should study yeah, some law. You should, you should have a, a backup. You should have a fallback plan. Yes. We so, need a guess. Yes. Need what, what's uh, happening here is we're stalling yes. while anyone yeah. comes up with a name. Somebody think of a name of any driver that's ever done anything ever in <laughs> from the <laughs> mid-90s and will be roughly 44. How old's Alex Zanardi? I think, I think he's, he's a little bit older. Yeah. Not much, but I think he is a little bit older. Darn it. <laughs> well, that's, that's my suggestion. All right, Helio Castroneves. He is in the early 40s, I think, yes. So your is first he Mexican? Guess? He, uh, Brazilian, I think, or Brazilian. Colombian. One of the South American racing I think nations. Both of those countries have armies, don't they? I would imagine so. Let's go with that as a first guess. So your first guess Helio Helio Castroneves. Yes. My okay. one reasonable it, bit of trivia on Helio Castroneves is he's won dancing with the stars. So other than oh, that wow. other than that we're out. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it does sound like the kind of name that a lawyer could have, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, Castroneves and son. <laughs> okay. Fourth clue. I raced in F three for three years from ninety six to ninety eight. So someone, someone who was in F3 until they were 23. That's quite late. Yeah. Yes, but if they'd been at university studying law oh, I suppose, and then I suppose. off being a soldier. And stunt your development slightly. Yeah. So if they're in F3, 98, we can probably assume they if may they be... If they made Formula yeah, 1. Yeah, if they got to Formula 1 or were on the skirts of Formula 1, it would have been early noughties. Someone like Zolt Baumgarten. Oh, <laughs> another a, good name. Yeah, name We've from gone from Castroneves to Baumgartner. Pulling all of, the, <laughs> all of the names out of the hat right now. Next clue. Yes. I led the race in my first 24 hours of Le Mans. Nico Hulkenberg is not 44 he's, years he's old. He's not. I think he's, he's 31. Is he? Is he really 31? Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> 31, still podium. Was, Might be 32. I, know, I'm not I, sure I, I thought he was. Is. I thought he was a lot younger than that. <laughs> to be honest. 
clue number six, and I will need a guess after this one. Other series I have raced in include FIA sports cars, British GT, Austra- Australian V8s, and Indy Lights. This is a bit of a multi... Uh... Yeah. Not all in the same season. I'm not... This isn't Jim Yeah, Clark. well, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's Any, older than that. Anyone see the uh, Grand Tour episode with the Jim Clark feature on it? No. It was good. It. it was very good. It was incredible. Uh, he what, is probably the greatest British racing driver to, uh, of all time. What was it? The year before he died, he entered 63 races mm-hmm. in four, four or five different series and won 31 of them and had eight other podiums. And that was yeah. like all over the place, wasn't it? He'd be in Australia and then a week later he'd be in France and then somewhere else and won the Indy 500 and then... And then went and did German F2 and Australian Tasman series. We're digressing. You make me coming up up with a guess. The clue is, it's not Jim Clark. Yeah. Okay. Stun silence. Yeah, I don't know what to go with. My brain's in lockdown. Mm. I'm looking at Dan and I can see his brain is working. Just about. Um, yeah, I feel I feel like Dan is on the verge of coming uh, out with something no, good. I'm, I'm thinking someone who did all of those different series. Mm-hmm. Possibly someone Japanese to do Interesting. Australian and American and European series. Like a Takuma Sato. Like a Takuma Sato or he would be roughly 44, wouldn't I, he? I would imagine he would be in that neck of the woods. Takuma Sato? Takuma think, yeah. Sato. That's okay. Is that your second guess? Bearing in mind yeah. we've chosen two indie car drivers. <laughs> <laughs> right. Clue number seven. I was the brand manager for just about the biggest worldwide name in racing. The brand manager? Yes. This is interesting. So... Right, we've got to decide what is the biggest name in racing. In Ferrari. World, I was going to say, I assume we're thinking Ferrari. The biggest but... name in worldwide racing. Yeah, I don't know. Worldwide, though? Worldwide, would it maybe be Honda? <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard one, because you don't know who... What class is the biggest name in is worldwide racing? Is it a sheer length of name? <laughs> yeah. Or would it, would it be Formula One? Yeah, a brand doesn't necessarily mean mean a team, does it? There does are, the there FIA are many have options. a brand manager? I suspect probably not to that one, but <laughs> no, a Chevrolet class is like the biggest name in, in worldwide because of the, the pure amount of entries that they've got. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, it's it's a difficult yeah. thing to judge, isn't You're it? Gonna hate me. You are going to absolutely despise me. <laughs> yes, probably I imagine will. so. Unless it's just a really, really long name. That's oh, the yeah, thing. Are we talking about saying. the yeah, number the of letters name. in the name? Yeah. Yeah, the biggest name in in in, in world motorsport. Uh, it's probably a very, very long name. We've already had Castroneves and Baumgart. <laughs> <laughs> Clue number eight. Yes. yes. I have I have tested NASCAR and F1 cars. NASCAR is not my forte, and lots no. of people tested F1. This clue is no good to me. <laughs> <laughs> clue 
Clue number nine? Yes. Mm-hmm. I was James Bond for a few minutes. Mark Higgins. Oh, yes, he was James Bond for a bit, wasn't he? Yes. For a few minutes, he rolled a car. Mm. Is he roughly 44? I would struggle to place an age on him, actually. Uh, he raced in the British Rally Championship in... in Outside of his rallying efforts, I'm I not know nothing massively about... up on his CV. No, I don't know that he did Formula 3, to be perfectly no. honest with you. We have a spaffer. Good. I don't... Uh... If you want to throw a guess in pre-spaffer... I was going to say, Mark, Mark Higgins... So we, I don't, yeah, we'll I don't, bank Mark Higgins, I think. I don't think he... To, to the best of my knowledge, he didn't have a, a big open wheel. No, he was rally and then stunt driver, as far as I know. I don't remember him being a brand manager for anyone either. <laughs> no. I don't feel like we're closing in on it. No, I think <laughs> Let's we're, go we're throwing James in a Bond pile films. of names that are not related <laughs> Let's go through all of the James Bond films. Well, well, no, only the ones after 74, because he was probably oh, not oh. James Bond before no, no, 74. No, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, <laughs> that the, makes a good point. There's, was... there's the box set over there, so no, if you want to go no, through no, them in I order. have an actual brainwave. Sky did a horribly cringy feature at Monaco last year, which was Bond-themed. And I, Was it Crofty that was Bond? It's Crofty. I don't think Crofty has raced an F3, but <laughs> I'm just trying to. Was it Crofty that was Bond, or was it someone else? Oh yeah, it was, and he was rub. Oh no, he was the. Was he the baddie? And he I was rubbish. I think he rubbish. was the baddie. Who was the Bond? I can't remember. Obviously, it was a, a driver, but I can't remember who. I don't remember seeing this. Ah, it was not good. You it didn't miss rubbish. anything. It was very. It, it really, was... it really was terrible. Natalie Pinkham was in it as well as a Bond girl. And yes. Also terrible. Yeah, she was Miss Pink, wasn't she? Yeah, something no, like that, no, yeah. no one was good. <laughs> so, you got a guess? No. It is clue nine. Or do you want the spaffer? <laughs> is, that, is, there not, is there not ten clues and then the spaffer usually? Oh, sorry, there is. <laughs> clue ten. I might have been away for a while, Paul. <laughs> the rules of... Just trying to sneak a new I'm format. I'm getting, I'm getting ahead of myself. Clue ten. Although I'm one of the most recognisable drivers, not many people know what I look like. Like a Stig. Like yeah. a Stig. Like it was rumoured that Mark Higgins was a Stig, but also Perry McCarthy. He legitimately was a Stig, wasn't he, though, Perry McCarthy? Ben Collins ben was Collins in the was army. Ben Collins was a Stig. And he was in the army. And he did brand And has probably tested stuff. all sorts of things. Yeah, he's definitely done, like, Camera stunt films things, and he was also brand well brand manager possibly for Top Gear. He was he was written he was down as a consultant for Top Gear on the insurance papers at Richard Hammond's accident. Yeah, but not brand manager. World Motorsport. Do you know what I mean? That's just yeah. it's a little bit yeah. Worldwide name in racing. Worldwide name in racing was that sorry one that of the, was, that was biggest the worldwide was, names. In just racing. A, I was the brand manager for just about the biggest worldwide name in racing. That was the actual uh, wording of the clue. Ben Collins seems like a, a slightly more obvious choice to me. He's got the army links. He's probably a bit older than forty-four, to be honest with you. I don't know for definite, but Perry McCarthy's almost definitely older than forty-four. 
Perry McCarthy was probably 44 about 15 years ago <laughs> when they started doing Top Gear the, the, the second time round. I do have a vague recollection of Ben Collins having something to do with Martini. But I may be, I may be making something up there. I, I think Ben Collins has got ticks a lot of boxes yes. there. He ticks more boxes than anything else we seem to be coming up with. Yeah. So your guess for Clue 10? Ben Collins. And you want the spaffer? Yes. Do we need it? Do we? Do we need it? We're not certain, are we? It's, we've just come up with the yeah, best possible. I was sacked from Top Gear for admitting that ah, I was the stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just about, on the last clue. Yes. <laughs> and your answer is? Ben Collins. I am Ben Collins. Yes, that'll do. What was he the brand manager of? Scale X Trick. Oh. oh. <laughs> Interesting. I would say that is just about the biggest worldwide name in racing. People that don't know about motor racing still have Scale X Trick sets. Yes, they yeah. do. <laughs> That's a good one. Well yeah. done, Paul. Mm. Thank you for sending that in, Paul. I will I will do that. <laughs> and if anyone wants to send another one in, um, send it in a Twitter direct message to at a total shunt. Or, as I need some spares for weeks when Lee's not on the show, if you can email it to threelegsfourwheels at gmail.com, I'll be able to keep a few in reserve. And I still say one week I'm going to get Lee with one of these. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, that's the email address to do it as well. You can get us on Twitter at Three Legs Four Wheels or individually um, at Sean Cowper, at Flood Twenty One, at Dan Dankleton, and at Pablo One Hundred. Lee, of course, is at Total Shunt. I'm not here. <laughs> just just rubbing that in. Um, we're also on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Three Legs Four Wheels. We're on Instagram somewhere. We'll have to start doing more things with the YouTube channel as well this year. Keep promising this, but yeah. then nothing happens. We'll, 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 get we'll get round to thinking of something. As Dan said earlier, at the moment, life is happening. Yeah. yeah. When, when life isn't getting in the way. And, uh, of course, we've got the extra show that you can listen to every week if you're one of our wonderful Patreon subscribers. You can donate anything from $1 a month upwards. It all goes to paying for hosting, software, spares, microphone leads, microphones, all the bits that we use. And uh, you can get that by going to patreon.com slash three legs, four wheels. We'll be back next week with a look back at the first day of testing. Yes, see, we will. See who was the first one off. Um, don't forget this week's Formula E challenges. If anyone, might be if nobody off. Nobody might go so off. Sort of, someone will be off. Something nope. will break if nothing else. And That's true. Will end up. We're still in the middle of a Formula League challenge, which is Monaco in the wet in a 1979 Ferrari. It's horrible. I know. <laughs> This is my way of getting revenge because I sucked at the last one, so everybody else is going to have to struggle this time. And we'll have the results of that next week. And we'll also, next week, have the uh, winner of the Kimi Haiku competition. We'll read some of the best entries out. Yes. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you in a week's time. We will do indeed. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.